Welcome to Phone Messages, episode 143. Come over then. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play message number five from Benjamin Evans. The message comes from either the fall of 1989 or the winter of 1990 and is 13 seconds long. Here we go. So, you should come over then. I deny any knowledge of that recording whatsoever. Do you remember any playing any pranks on people or... Not really, not telephone pranks. Did anybody ever pull a prank on you? Yeah, one of my coworkers once barricaded me in my office. I was working on something, and I closed the office door, which was pretty rare at that time. This is when I was working in New Bedford. And uh, my coworker just piled like a bookshelf and all kinds of things, you know, like heavy stuff, blocking the door. So I couldn't open the door to get out. Well, I could open the door, but I couldn't get out because it was like completely blocked with all this stuff, like a bookcase and stuff. So I climbed over and then like jumped down on the floor. And then the person downstairs is all pissed off because I guess when I jumped down over the bookshelf onto the floor, it knocked the plaster down onto her desk downstairs. What was your first job when you first got to the University of Chicago? I got a job working at Medici on 57. I had been working at this fish market on Hope Street in Providence, Rhode Island. And the owner of it, uh, Shirley, wrote me like this little recommendation letter. And I brought that to um, Medici on 57. And Pete Zendel was the manager at the time. And he said, okay, I'll take a chance on you. No one comes in with a letter of recommendation. So, you know, that's interesting. Do you have any memories of working at Medici? Any stories about working at Medici? Oh, yeah. I mean, the kitchen staff and the wait staff at Medici were just so friendly and such a great group of people. And there were a lot of people that had known each other for years. So it was really fun to kind of join that group for a while. And I remember people like, there was this guy, uh, Demetrius, who was one of the cooks. And like, after it closed, he would make other random stuff like popcorn shrimp or something on the, the grill, just make it for the people that work there. It was fun. And then, you know, they, Hans Morbacher, who owned it, was always like, redesigning things and moving stuff around. And for a while I was making like the milkshakes and they had a weird system for making breakfast eggs where you would use the steam thing from the cappuccino machine to like steam the eggs. It was very strange. Anyway, but where I was working, people could see me. And I remember sometimes some of the customers complained that I was like eating while I was working. So when the Customers complained about you eating. What did the management tell to you? Uh, don't do that. By the way, I think at that time, the Obamas used to come in there. Did you work there when they came there? Yeah. I mean, at the time, like it wasn't like that big a deal. And I think it was around the time that he tried to uh, run against Bobby Rush for that congressional seat on the south side. And he was just like crushed. Did, did you know who he was at the time? Yeah, I think I knew he, that he was like a local up-and-coming politician, but we didn't think he was 
that important, I think because he had lost that race to Bobby Rush. And it was kind of like he was perceived as like this outside guy. I have no doubt Barack and Michelle visited the Medici while Ben was working there. But it was probably while Obama was just a law professor. He did not become a state senator until 1996, by which time Ben had moved on from restaurant work. The Medici began in 1960 as a small coffee house in the back of the Green Door bookstore at 1450 East 57th Street. Three years later, Hans Morsbach, a young German immigrant who had recently graduated from the University of Chicago Business School, was walking down 57th and saw a for sale sign on the shop. On a whim, he bought it for $1,600. The bohemian atmosphere and pan-style pizza soon attracted large crowds. But the reputation of these crowds as hippies dealing in illicit substances initially made it unpopular among some neighbors. Over time, the Medici's success allowed Morsbach to open new restaurants, first at Harper Court and then on Chicago's north side. In 1989, Morsbach purchased a building just a few blocks to the west on 57th and moved the restaurant to the location where Ben worked and the Obamas became regulars. The Obamas were a bit after my time, but I do have fond memories of Sunday brunch at the Medici, where I could use a large press to squeeze my own juice from freshly cut oranges. The Medici also became famous for its facade of gargoyles cut from stone by master carver Walter Arnold. One of the gargoyles is modeled on former University of Chicago president Hannah Gray, who is depicted scarfing down a slice of pizza. In 1997, the 600-pound gargoyle which sat at the top of the Medici mysteriously disappeared. It was part of a string of statue thefts that took place in the summer of that year. In August, two men presumed responsible were arrested as they attempted to steal a piece of masonry from another Hyde Park building. But the Medici gargoyle was never found. A different type of carving took place on Medici's distinctive wooden booths. There, customers carved graffiti, which was allowed to remain, except when the cuts went too deep, and Morsbach had to patch them with new wood. Morsbach built the furniture for his restaurants in his own carpentry shop, using red oaks from his 390-acre farm in Wisconsin which he had purchased from a Medici customer in the 1970s. His experience managing the farm inspired him to write Common Sense Forestry, a book on how to harvest wood sustainably. Even though Morsbach did not choose the name Medici for his restaurant, as a Renaissance man, the name fit him perfectly. 
He died in 2011, but the Medici on 57th continues to thrive. If you have a slice of history to share, pan style or thin crust, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's p f o t s c h.com. The interview was edited this week by Sadie Levin. Many thanks to her and to Ben for sharing his Medici memories. And thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.